John 16, and we're going to look at verse 33 first. John 16, 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. I have told you these things. We're going to look at what things he told them to understand better. I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. Then he says this, in the world you will have trouble, period. How many know that's true? It says in the world you will have trouble, period. That's a given. He's letting us know that's the way it is. There's trouble in this world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. King James says it this way, but be of good cheer. Even though I know, and I'm telling you ahead of time, in the world, you will have trouble. I'm also saying, take heart and be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. In the world, there's trouble, but don't lose heart. Take heart, be of courage. Be of cheer, be of a good cheer, even though there's trouble in the world, because Jesus is saying, I have overcome the world for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And that's key there. Only in Christ can we have peace while we're in a troubled world. It's only in Christ, the one who conquered the world, the one who overcame the world, the one who won the victory for us in him, walking with him, with him in us, and we are in him. We can have his peace in us during this crazy fallen world that we walk in, where we know there's trouble, but we can have his peace. I have overcome the world. I have told you these things. Let's study a little bit. And see what are the things he's talking about that he's told them. When he reiterates it here and said, I have told you these things. What things? Well, let's go back a little bit and see what he was talking about. Go, go with me to John chapter 14. And here again, uh, I love these verses in, uh, toward the end of the book of John. Because we know it's at this time he's getting ready to go to the Father. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He knows this is coming and he's trying to explain it to his disciples and prepare them for what's coming. And then so we read the verse, hey, look, there's trouble coming, there's things happening, but I want you to know ahead of time, in me, you can have peace. I've told you these things so that you can have peace. Well, let's go back. We're looking at some of the things. Praise the Lord. John 14, okay, 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your, let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Here he is just two chapters earlier saying kind of the same thing. Look, I'm going to give you my peace. It's not the world's peace. It's a peace that the world can't even understand. The peace I'm giving you is a peace that surpasses human reasoning it's a peace that we have as Christians that you have experienced that you know even when the world doesn't understand. Even when you're in situations where everybody says, well, how could they have that joy or that peace in the circumstance they're in? Because it's a peace beyond human reasoning. It's a peace that transcends, that goes above the human mind. It's a supernatural peace that only comes in Christ with him in us. Amen? That's the kind of peace that we're talking about today. That's the kind of peace we need in these troubled times. 
Hallelujah. He says, verse 28, you have heard me say I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. So he's telling you, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. You've heard me say it. I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. Praise the Lord. He says, if you love me, you'll be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he's, he's letting him, them know that he's going away. He's getting them prepared. Chapter 15. Go with me to verse 18. Here's some other things he was preparing them for. He says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Hey, he's getting us ready for that as well. Okay? He's getting us ready and preparing your hearts. Uh, Praise the Lord. I believe his love is spreading through us to others. But those who aren't receiving his love will hate you more and more as we get closer to the return of Christ. And he's preparing us ahead of time for that. Okay? The world, the governments, things of the world, going to hate the Christians and our testimony and our stand more and more as we get closer to the return of Christ. Okay? If the world hates you, hey, don't worry about that. Be at peace anyway. No, it hated me first. It hated him so much, they put him on a cross. All right? They spit on him, um, you know, rebuked him, pulled his beard out, all of these things. Okay? Chapter 16. Again, verse 1, all this I have told you so that you will not go astray. I'm getting you ready for it. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming where anyone who kills you will think they're doing an offering or service to God. Don't we know that's happening in the world? There's plenty of people being killed and the ones doing it or think they're doing a service to their God. They're doing it in the name of their God, killing people and hating Christians, hating Jews and doing it in the name of their God and think they're doing a service to their God by doing it. I mean, it's just an awful, awful thing. And he's telling us and preparing us and he's preparing his disciples at that time for the same thing. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. Verse four, I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warn you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. But now he's getting ready to leave. He's preparing them. He's sharing and saying, hey, you can have my peace in the midst of all of this. Look at verse 16. John 16, verse 16. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Well, we know what's going on there. They didn't at the time. Okay, but he's telling them, preparing them. Verse 17, so some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying in a little while you will see me no more and then after a little while you will see me? So they're questioning this because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, what does he mean in a little while? I don't understand. Verse 19, Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. He knew they were discussing it. He knew they were talking about it. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while, you'll see me no more? And then after a little while, you'll see me? Verse 20, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. World rejoicing that they've killed him, but his disciples weeping and mourning um, 
Then he says this, praise the Lord. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is the time of your grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Hallelujah. You know, as I told you, we recently experienced this. They did too, many of you. The birth of our new grandson in Florida. You know, as we we got the news, you know, Jesse had um, called her mama and they said, how's things going? She said, well, mom, I'm not sure, but I think, I think my water might have broke. And I said, well, baby, tell me what's going on. And she said, well, Jesse, I think your water broke. You need to go to the doctor. You know, she's 21 years old. It's never happened before. So she's wondering. So she went and sure enough, they put her right in. It was amniotic fluid and they went in. So we packed up and started driving 12 hours. You know, and went, and, uh, you know, everything's fine. And, of course, as the labor pains start kicking in, the labor pains started kicking in. You know, and uh, I guess as we're still driving, getting closer, I'm praying that she has the baby and everything's good and cleaned up by the time I get there, you know. (laughs) Really not for my sake, for hers, that would be shorter, you know. (laughs) But uh, it didn't happen that way. We, we were driving all afternoon, get to be about 1030 at night. And now it's uh, she's been in labor. Now that's some some serious pains kicking in. And, you know, uh, mama's on the phone with her and uh, just talking to Skylar. And she can hear her in the background and she's moaning a bit and she's breaking daddy's heart. It's one thing when when you're, you know, your your son's wives having baby. We appreciate that. But when your baby girl's having a baby, I don't know. It's my baby girl's having a baby. And uh, anyway, so the pain, so we're praying and believing that all things are going to go well, you know, and it's a, a good thing. And then, uh, you know, she, get, she got that a few hours later. She was finally able to get that epidural. How many praise the Lord for medicine sometimes? Amen. Okay. Hey, God's a healer and he blesses us. But I thank the Lord. He's given us doctors and knowledge and things too. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't, I don't take a lot of medications and things, but every now and then I, uh, I have a headache. I, I take some ibuprofen and I'm okay with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I praise the Lord. So that kicked in and, and she was fine and we were able to get there. Uh, and through the night, I think it was that morning. I can't remember the details like the women can. Well, you know, she had the baby in the morning anyway. And every, but but the, the joy, just like the word says, you know, all the anguish, all the anguish was gone. And there's the joy as they took that baby and um, set that baby. And, you know, Ra- Rachel came to be with her sister and she was in the room, you know, with uh, Skylar's sister as well. And we were in the waiting room praying. And, um, and uh, anyway, one things were started to happen and I, I texted Rachel and I guess we're all friends here. We're adults. I said, can you see the head? And she said, they can. <laughs> she was standing in the back there. She said, they can. They said they can. <laughs> anyway, 
anyway, uh, so I said, okay, praise the Lord. And then Skylar, Skylar said afterwards, as uh, we get home, she said, man. And then, then he said, you know, when that baby was there, he said, it came out so easy. And Jesse looked at him and said, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was Skylar's perspective of the thing. But anyway, after the baby was born, they set that baby on her, you know, and, uh, and just the love and the joy. Just like this word says here, Jesus is using a very specific example that you've all have seen. You know, there, there's some pain, some suffering, some anguish, but it doesn't compare with the joy. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans 8, 18, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in you. Amen. It doesn't even compare to the glory. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Okay? And that's, that's real. We see it. But we can, in the middle of the trouble, church, because we know him and he is in us, we can have his peace in his joy, even with struggle all around. Amen? It's a peace that surpasses or transcends human understanding because it's supernatural, because it comes from the creator of the universe who longed to have a relationship with you and wanted it so much that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son to die in our place that we can be reconciled with him. We could have peace with God. And because now we have peace with God, we can have the peace of God. Amen. And if you don't have peace with God, you don't understand the peace of God. You must first have peace with God. Because while we have not yet come to Christ, there's a, a blockage there of sin between man and holy God. And the Bible even says we're at enmity. We're like enemies of God. We're have sin and we don't want to go close or draw near because the sin in our life separating us from a holy God. So there comes a point where through his word, the law brought out our sin and calls us to recognize and understand that I'm sinful and God, I can't fix it. Help me. And when we humble ourselves before him and then he can forgive us and cleanse us now through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have peace, peace with God and when we have peace with God through our faith in Christ, now we can have the peace of God. Man, I look around this congregation, see many been with us for so long and see so many different circumstances and things we've been through and you've been through and been through and encourage one another, lift each other up and have the peace of God through trying situations, through struggles, you can know and have his peace. Praise the Lord. So... A beautiful and, and wonderful thing. He says, it will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, he's telling the disciples. But I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, 
his disciples, it was such a, he was preparing them, but yet because there weren't, you know, truly getting it, uh, born again, filled with the Spirit, they weren't, it was bypassing their mind. And even after he tried to tell them, when Jesus was arrested, they didn't get it. And when he's being tried and sentenced and all of these things, they would try to go near because they felt loyal to him. They'd been with him for three years, but when pressure came, Peter denied, it, denied him three times and they all ran away. You know? The only one that stayed close was the one who knew he was loved. The only one at the foot of the cross was John, the one who says, I'm John, I'm the one Jesus loves. Not the Peter who said, I love you more than them all. I'll never leave you. Not the one who wants to do more for him, but the one who receives more from him is the one who knows he's loved. Amen? This piece I'm kind of talking to you about comes with knowing you're loved by him and knowing the God who created heaven and earth loves you. Then it's like, I got this. You know? Do you know who my friend is? The world, there's trouble all around. I can say, hey, man, I got this. You know who my father is? You know who has me? Given this example before, he's got me stronger than I've got him. Like walking my little grandson out by the road when Grammy wasn't looking and we're going for a walk and, man, you know, he might let go of my hand, but I'm not let going. I'm not letting go of his. Amen. That ain't happening. Well, sometimes we might want to stray or pull away, but praise God, I'm thankful for. I'm in the grip of His grace. I'm in the grip. My my trust and my faith is not in how well I can stay close to Him, but how well He's got a hold of me. He's got a hold of me, and I'm, I'm secure in that. And it gives me great peace in the middle of a struggling world, praise the Lord. I have told you these things. Let's go on a little bit. Praise the Lord. Chapter 16, look at verse 29. Now it says, Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. We'll have to back up a little bit. Look at verse 28. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Okay, he's about to go to the cross and he said this line. Then the disciples said, okay, now you're speaking clearly and without parables and figures of speech. Now you finally tell us directly. Jesus, we've been suspecting this. We've been thinking that you're the Messiah. We've been looking at the signs. You've been speaking to everybody in parables, and we're trying to get it. So we're asking you where you're going and what you're doing, and why can't we go? What you're saying? And he's saying, look, I came from the Father, and I'm going back to the Father. They say, okay, now we get it. Now we see. You're not talking to us in a parable. Now we see that you know all things, and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe, us believe that you came from God. Verse 31. Jesus was a little sarcastic. <laughs> you believe it at last, Jesus answered. Verse 32. But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, 
each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Then, now we get back to where we started, John 16, 33. I have told you these things, all these things we just went over. The world's going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. You're going to have trouble in this world. There's going to be shakings. He also told them when he went, they went and said, hey, look at the temple. Look at the great city, Jerusalem. He said, there's not going to be one stone left on another. The Romans are going to come in and tear this all down. You know, I'm telling you all these things before they happen. So that in me, while the world's shaken, you can have my peace. It's not a peace that the world gives. It's not a peace you can conjure up on your own by taking care of yourself. It's only a peace you can have by trusting in the one who created it all. Praise the Lord. It's, it's his peace. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. I have, he's, he's our conqueror. He's already won the victory. He's the Savior who overcame. Hallelujah. He's come to destroy the works of the enemy. Amen. And he did that. He accomplished that already. All power and authority has been given to him. And now we are in him and he is in us. Hallelujah. So the victory he's won is already won in you because you are in him. Everything that Adam lost, you were a part of. Now you're in Christ. Everything Christ has won is now in you. Amen. Amen? That's who we are. Take comfort in this in the midst of a storm, in the midst of trials, and trouble all, on, on every side. You know, praise the Lord. It, it's, it, it cannot harm us. Word uh, says it this way, first, 2 Corinthians 4.8. Let them put that on the board. It says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Now, Paul knew all of these things firsthand. He was, he met Jesus Christ, hallelujah. He saw him in, in his glory. Uh, God opened the scales of his eyes so that he could understand and see Christ. He was commissioned to go into all the world, just like you and I are. We have met him. The Spirit of God has come upon us and lives in us, hallelujah. Now, we face these trials like Paul did. Paul faced all these things, and he knew it more than any of us. He was stoned and left for dead you know he was shipwrecked he was beaten and he's saying man I've got the peace of God I'm struck down but I'm never destroyed you know I carry around uh, uh, with me and understanding the suffering of my Christ hallelujah of my Lord but I also praise the Lord at the same time carry his glory amen he's with us he's in us glory to God glory to God Hallelujah. Go back with me now to Philippians. The verse we started was Philippians 4 and verse 7. And the peace of God with what, with, uh, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Looking up that word transcends. 
King James says it this way, the peace of God which surpasses understanding. And that's simply what it means. It means to go beyond, to go beyond the range or limits of something, to go beyond, in this case, human understanding. It transcends. The peace of God surpasses. It exceeds. It beats. It caps. It outdoes. It outclasses. Outstrips. Outshines. Eclipses. Overshadows. Rises above. Any trial, any suffering, any pain, any tribulation in the world, his peace can rise above it in you. It caps it. It excels above it. Hallelujah. It's greater. What he has put in you is greater than he that's in the world. Amen. That's not just some famous line we throw out there and quote. It has meaning. It has purpose. The word is alive. It's alive and powerful. We can speak it with faith. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We can understand that, that what he has accomplished in us is far greater than anything that the world can throw at you. So he tells us this. Now, watch this. Let's look at chapter 4, verse 6. It says this. We're going we're to bring this down, make it practical for you today, okay? It says, do not be anxious about anything. Period. Comma. Okay. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. So do not be anxious about anything. Let's think about that a minute. Is, is this possible? God's telling us right now, today, through his word, speaking to us together as we study it together, do not be anxious about anything, church. Okay? Well, how do we do that? He tells us, do not be anxious, worried, fearful, full of anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything around you, anything coming, any plans you've heard, any shaking you heard, any trouble around. North Korea, U.S. government, you know, war, famine, where am I going to live next? What's my next job? How am I going to do this? What am I going to happen here? Do not be anxious about anything. God's telling us that. Well, what do we do? But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In everything, what's coming up or what's around or what's happening that's making you anxious or worried or fearful, he says, there's an answer to it. I want you to pray. God's saying, I made a way for you to be close to me through Jesus Christ. And you're born again now that you're saved. Hallelujah. You have peace with me. And because you have peace with me, you can come boldly to me. Okay. I made a way, hallelujah, you were separated from me and you needed to be anxious, okay? If you're out here and you're in sin and you've never given your life to Christ, you ought to be worried. There's a problem, okay? Yeah, there's a problem, you know, and as, as a rejecter of God, an enemy with God, someone who's on his way to hell, you need to be worried, but not for you, the Christian. And praise the Lord, if that's you out there, God's saying, I love you. And he's saying to you right now, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden with anxiety and worry and fear and doubt of all the things. I've made a way for you to be right with me. Believe Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again, and you can have his peace. You know, it's not how many, not coming to the altar, rolling around, spitting or shouting. Just believe in what I'm saying. Receive it right now. 
You can get saved right now. Just believe what I said. Jesus Christ, I can't save myself. I need to be right with God. I know I've broken the law. I know I've been away from God. But I hear the good news that you want me, that you died for me. And if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, I will be saved. You can receive it right now, sitting right there. We don't have a bunch of altar calls every week, but yet there's going to be a bunch of baptisms coming up. How's that happen? People are hearing the word. It's not just going out here. It's going out in the small groups. It's going out in the church. It's going out with people talking. It's happening all around. Hallelujah. The word, praise the Lord, is alive. Amen. We want to see transformations in the heart. I'm not so much concerned about what happens as a show at the altar. I'm more concerned about what happens on Tuesday night and how you treat your family on Friday morning. Hello? We want to see it real in your life when it becomes evident in the fruit you bear. Okay? But Christ is saying right now, if you don't have the peace with God, you don't have peace of God because you don't have peace with God, you can have it right now by believing Jesus died for your sins. He rose again. And he loves you so much, he's willing to save you now. By faith, just receive that. Amen? Give you an opportunity to confess it with your mouth. Jesus is my Lord. He's telling you that. Praise God. He loves you. Loves you so much. Philippians says, so what? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. So whatever I'm anxious about, whatever concerns me, whatever worries I have going down the road, my, my baby girl's in pain. She's having a baby. What are you know? Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace. Some of you commented, you saw the picture of us laying hands on her while she's in labor and praying and said it it blessed you, it touched you. Why? Because the peace of God that was in us overflowing the situation and just blessing the peace of God. You can, your peace that God's given you can flow out of you into situations and touch others. Jesus said when you go into a home, Hallelujah. He's telling his disciples, go into all the world. Go into a home and, you know, speak your peace. Bring your peace into that home and you can leave it and let it rest on that home if they're willing to receive it. If they reject it, then turn around, take your peace with you and go. This is for whosoever will. It's not for whosoever won't. Okay? People can reject this peace I'm talking about. You don't, hey, you know what, guys? We'll, We'll give you a choice. You don't have to live in this peace. You can walk out of here. You can choose to be full of fear, anxiety. Say, God, I don't want your peace. I want to I push through things my way. I want to work it out myself. Folks angry at me. I want to be angry at them. Folks fight with me. I want to fight with them. I don't want to have your peace. I want to, no, Lord, I'm not doing it that way. That's your choice, man. Or you can walk in his peace. He won't push it on you, but he'll freely give it to you, to those who want it. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to walk in his peace. Hallelujah. So he says in everything by prayer and petition, we can go. We have access into the very throne of grace 
By our faith in Christ, we can enter into the presence of the living God, the throne of God. We can walk with him, talk with him about anything. He says, ask what you will and it shall be done. Our will has lined up with the will of Christ. So whatever we will is his will in us. Hallelujah. And we can pray and believe. Yes, my God wants that baby healthy and strong. I'm going to pray according to his will and it shall be done. So I don't have to worry anymore. Hallelujah. Amen? You can ask what you will, what you will. Our, our will is now, in the New Testament will is not my will, but yours be done. So if that's my life, not my will, but his be done, and his will is in me, then I can ask what I will, because what I will is what he wills, because he's in me. And we can be confident that we can have what we ask, walking in his will. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So in everything, by prayer and petition, watch this, with thanksgiving. Not with whining. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, it's so bad. Oh, Lord God, oh, Lord God, I'm going to die. Oh, Lord God, it's so awful. Oh, Lord God, whining and complaining. That's demonstrating a lack of trust in him. Come into me and praying and asking, and by your own whining, you can tell you don't even believe what you're saying, or you don't trust me to take care of it. Huh. Well, if you've been there, you know what? If you've been there, we've all been there, it's all right. Just go get some other believers that are stronger than you walking in and let them help you pray. That's okay. Now let the weak say, I am strong. Lord God, I'm weak in this. I'm struggling with this. I'm having trouble. But praise God, let me go around some saints that can help me believe. We can do this together. Amen? Amen. Have it all the time. We have folks in different struggles come forward to pray. We lay hands. We join our faith together. Our faith and your faith together with your family, laying hands and believing and praying. And together, hallelujah, our faith builds. Praise God. And it gets strong and we see things happen. It's a, that's a good thing. So hallelujah. So he's, he wants us to do these things with thanksgiving. Before you see the result, before you see the answer, by faith, faith is the evidence, amen, of things you're believing for. Faith, okay? Being certain of what you're hoping for. So by faith, hallelujah, we go to the Lord in prayer and petition. So church, he said, if you're suffering with anxiety, with stress, with problem, with worry, Here's your answer today. Be at peace, his supernatural peace, because he cares for you. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. Do you believe that he cares for you? Do you believe that he's concerned about your situation personally? It's, it's, that, this part really still blows me away, Andrew. I still, for a while when I first became a pastor, I always had a heart for the global thing, the big picture. And when I started, I started walking and knowing about the struggle in Sudan and things in Africa and India, it's like, and then we had some things, you know, praying for the church and praying for the situation. I would, I would have to spend some time, like, I'd start praying over, over a need 
or thing or this or building a building or doing this. And before I could do that, I'd have to pray for India and pray for Africa and pray, Lord, my little need seems like nothing compared to all of this. And I'd have to spend so much time praying for all of that before I could even get to our need because I, was, I, was, I just saw it as greater. And God, he had to gently come to me and say, brother, I love you, my son. And the work you're doing here is as important to me as things going on there. Okay? I want to meet needs here and there. It's okay. Hallelujah. He said, I care about you and your family and your finances and your sicknesses and your body and your, you know, I care about you just as much as I care about everyone. And so don't think that there's that, that pri his priority is you. This blows me away that God is so big, so awesome that we can have a personal relationship with him in a way he cares about you as father, son, father, daughter. And he knows your need before you ask. And he cares about you infinitely. And we have it just blows me away. It's awesome. I can't that's passes my understanding. I can't I, I'm not going to try to figure that out anymore. He just can do it. Amen? That goes beyond. He's just God and we're not. His ways are higher than our ways. But he can have a personal relationship. Cast your individual care upon him. He cares for you. And we can pray together. And we can believe for things corporately and individually. But it says, here's how to handle anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything, church. But in everything by prayer and petition... With thanksgiving, be thankful. Present your requests to God. And then he says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. His peace will be with you. Back up to verse 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. One of the first little songs learned as a kid. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. I mean, this verse. I love the little scripture songs we learned as kids there. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Always. Trying situation, rough situation, trouble on every side. Paul knew what it was. You know, Paul and Silas in the prison, chains, bound, locked. Not a, you know, not a floor-polished prison like we got here, okay? 2,000 years ago, prison. Jane, what are we going to do? Well, let's rejoice. <laughs> Begin singing his praise. Always. Hey, practical advice, church. You're in a trying time, something's happening. It's your spouse, your friend, somebody. Hey, what should we Let's rejoice, man. Tell you what. Let's take that advice. Well, I just don't feel like praising the Lord today. I'll come into church. I just don't feel like singing. Hey, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. In the world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. Rejoice anyway, because I've overcome the world. Believe in the victory I've won for you. And in troubled times all around, rejoice anyway. For the joy ahead, he endured the cross. Hallelujah. 
For the joy of the baby being born went through the labor. Hallelujah. For the joy of our salvation that's in us, you can rejoice. Let your petitions be made known. God wants to tell you he loves you. He cares about you. We don't have to have anxiety or be afraid. He cares for you. His peace. Even now, even now, anxiety, worry, stress is being healed. Now. How? By the word. See, the word is Christ. Christ is healing hearts and minds and anxiety and stress, mental health issues, physical issues, bodies. Be healed now in Jesus' name as I'm speaking right now. The presence of the Lord is here. His word is with us. His word is Christ and his word. See, you are destined to be conformed in the image of Christ. It's by the washing of the water of the word we're being transformed into his likeness. So this word is bringing this church closer to his likeness today. It's happening now. It's not something, well, I got to go home and I got to work on this for six weeks. No, it's happening now. As you receive it, you're believing it. As you believe it, hallelujah, it's in you and it's coming out. It's happening now. Receive his peace now, hallelujah. This word will continue to come up. You can walk in it. There'll be a trying time situation, something, a test will come up and you'll have this word to pull out of your heart, to speak it and believe it. And you'll see his peace come and you'll start walking and practicing this word. Praise God. We'll practice it. We've got it. It's in us. Things will come up. We'll speak it. We'll say it. We'll receive it. And we'll walk in it more and more. We're growing from glory to glory, walking in his word. Praise the Lord. A couple other verses and we'll close. Go to, with me to 1 Peter. Deep in the New Testament. Hebrews, James, Peter. Almost to Revelation. 1 Peter 5, 7. Can't get any plainer than this. It's just says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast your cares, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Since we've been justified through our faith in Christ Jesus, we have peace with God. And now we can have the peace of God. You know, in all of the greetings Paul's writing to the church, he was getting started all over Galatia, all over the area of lower Greece. Macedonia called him over. That's Philippi and Corinth. And then on what's now Turkey was Galatia, is Ephesus. Hallelujah. In all of these places, as he established the church, preaching to people, and they got saved, and he had, and started up and put in leaders, and he would write back to them. In every letter, look at it, Ephesians, Galatians, every letter, he says, he opens up with this statement. He says, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace be multiplied in abundance to your heart. 
He speaks that over them. He opens the letters with it all the time. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Amen? That's how I like to open letters when I'm writing emails to pastors in other nations and things. That's how you can open your letter when you're writing your daughter. Grace and peace. Speak it. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. It's a biblical thing. It's a scriptural thing. It's a right thing. You can speak it. It says you can go into a home in the peace that's in you. You can let it rest. You can go into a trying situation with folks fighting and fussing and bring peace into the situation. If they have a heart of God, a heart toward God, Christians are just in a struggle, he's like, you can go and speak peace, diffuse the situation, calm it. Greater is he that's in you than the fight that's in the world. We're not like the world where we see a fight and everybody wants to run to the fight and put it on their cell phone and send it out further or the news runs to a fight in the streets and put it out there. I said, we care about all the fights going on in Charlotte. What about the other hundreds of thousands of people that were in their homes taking care of their kids and that weren't on the streets? Let's talk about them. Amen? Amen. Instead of being about the war, let's be about the peace. Look, it's what, it tells us that. It tells us that as we uh, go back to Philippians 4. Look at the very next line as we're closing. Watch this. We focused on Ephesians 4, 7. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart. Now look at verse 8. Finally, my brothers... And sisters here at the River of Life today, finally, I want to say to you, so whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I want to take that advice right now from the Holy Spirit, wouldn't you? So it said, instead of thinking about what's bad or how wrong the world is or how much trouble is on the news or what's this happening or the bad things y'all can, you know, get together and complain about and whatever, he's given us better advice. He said, instead of that, let's think about whatever's true, whatever's noble. When we, when we speak to one another... On our daily walk, let's speak positive. Let's speak life. Let's speak whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's healthy, whatever's right. Let's speak those things. Okay? There's lots to complain about in a fallen world. Guys, I'm not rejecting that. That's true. The world is fallen and there is trouble. In this world, you will have trouble, but you don't have to talk about it every day. You don't have to bring that trouble that happened here, here to the people around you and make it grow by encouraging it and fanning the flames. Instead of that, you can speak life and speak truth and speak blessing and whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Let's speak those things. Amen. Dr. Smith, I appreciate the good word you're sharing about parenting and families. And Jan and what you're doing, speaking, hey, there's lots of trouble in families and homes and things, but we got the answer. We can speak life. They've got, he's got a new blog there that 
So so you can find it on the river of life and like it. And you'll get a word for your home, for your family, for raising your children. It's word of God. It's life. We want to speak these good things. Whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He's given us advice on not to be so full of anxiety and fear and worry. Let's think about the Savior. Let's think about... These sufferings aren't worthy to be compared with the glory. He wants us to press on this way, to take hold of that which has taken hold of us and move forward knowing we have the victory. Oh yeah, I, don't, I recognize there's trouble on every side, but I'm not perplexed. I'm struck down, but I'm not in despair. I'm not defeated. I got victory. We're walking forward. Hallelujah. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And God of peace will be with you. Praise the Lord. I just believe, I've said this a few times, that trust, you know, we can have his peace when we, when we trust. And trust is the fruit of knowing you are loved. When you have received the love of God and you know he loves you and you've been made right with him by your faith in Christ, then you can have his peace knowing that whatever happens around, he's a good God and he's with you and he's already overcome. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He's a, he's a good, good shepherd. You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear evil because you, the good shepherd, is with me. I have peace with you by my faith in Christ, and now I know you're with me. And because of that, I don't have to have anxiety or stress or worry because I have your peace. Amen?